Welcome to the Pilot Wife Holiday Survival Guide Series, Episode 1, How Your Thoughts Control Your Experience of the Holiday and the Holiday Season. Wheels up, we're airborne. Welcome to the Pilot Wife and Aviation Podcast. I'm Jackie Elmer, an aviation professional and pilot wife for over 30 years, and I'm your co-captain. I have some free resources to help you live your best aviation and high-achieving life at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Buckle up, stow your bags, and let's unpack the high-altitude life. Hi, I'm Jackie Elmer, and welcome to the show. Whether you're a new or long-time listener, I am so thrilled that you're here. Now, we're just about at the one-year mark for the show, and it has been such a fun year. If you haven't had a chance to submit a topic for the show, just go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. Would love to interview you on the show or know what you most want to hear about on the show. So don't hesitate to contact me there. And if you're listening to this particular episode in the first month that it airs, you are in the thick of aviation airlines, and the holidays. And I can tell you for myself that after well over three decades into the profession, I look back on all of the holidays with joy and gratitude. Now, to be realistic, I'm sure there are a few that I had some rough times during where I felt alone, um, frustrated, maybe even mad. But the good times far outweigh the bad. And I understand that those words may not bring you any comfort or any joy at this particular moment, but as Steve Jobs says, you can't connect the dots looking forward, only backwards. So just trust and believe that they will make sense later. So to kick off the holiday survival series, I want to talk about your thoughts about the holidays as a pilot wife, partner, or aviation professional. Thoughts become things. And you've probably heard this before, most people have, but how much time do we ever actually spend thinking about what that means? The holiday schedule, because for most of us, it's out, that's brought on one of two things, either a sigh of relief and great joy, or perhaps a little bit of bitterness, despair, and hopelessness even about what the holiday season is going to mean for you. And possibly you're in the throes of trying to trip trade and shift around schedules and all that good stuff. Through this, I realize that you're having some thoughts. And one of those thoughts might be the holidays are really going to suck without the pilot home. Now, I want you to stop and write that down or write down whatever your dominant thought is. If you're in a situation, you can do that. I realize you may be walking, working out. Um, driving, whatever. But I want you to really think about the thought that you have right now predominantly around the holidays. And then when you look at that thought, ask yourself, is this thought true? So in reference to the one I just said, the holidays are going to suck without a pilot home. Is that true? Do you know it to be true? And does it have to be true? And ultimately, how can you prove it not true? So The question, of course, then becomes, do the holidays have to suck without the pilot home? 
The answer, of course, is no, they don't have to. Um, will you miss them? Yes, absolutely. Would you feel like it'd be better with them home? Yeah, you probably do. But the reality of it is they can be gone and your holidays can still be fun, joyful, and all that you really, truly hope that they will be. Here's the thing. When we have a thought, our brain goes to work to prove that thought true. It's how the brain's wired. It seeks evidence always to prove that you're right. So if you think to yourself a thought like, wow, I'm cold, and then you think about it, your body basically instantly returns to you feelings of coldness. And maybe you think back on other times that you're cold. Your body goes to work always to prove whatever thought that you're putting into it, that input thought, it goes to work to prove that it's right. And it will dig and find stories from the past. Now, I can tell you as someone who's navigated the good, the bad, and the ugly of holidays, I ultimately reached a point where I made a decision about the holidays. And the biggest thing was to make a decision to manage my thoughts around how my holidays were going to go. And that thought management started with a question. And that question first was, how can I make the holidays magical for myself? That was the question I asked when we were dating and ultimately married and before kids came along. How can I make the holidays magical for myself? Now, I know in my own situation, my pilot always wanted to be home for the holidays too, and he wasn't always. Um, so the last thing I was going to do was mope around the house and heap on any negative feelings or thoughts or create a situation where he began to feel even worse about the fact that he was going to miss out and not be home and that I was going to be unhappy and that we would lose any potential opportunities that we had to be happy in all the rest of the moments leading up to those holidays. And then over time, I began to ask the question, how can I make the holidays magical for myself and my children, despite the fact that my husband and their father, the pilot, wasn't going to be home? And then also, how can I make the holidays magical for myself, my children, and how can I make the holidays magical for all the others who are around me? whether it's extended family, good friends and neighbors, and certainly others who might also be feeling alone, left out, worried about how they're going to experience the holidays. Now, the beauty of the airline and aviation industry is that we are a big family, not just pilots, not just flight attendants, but a very big extended family, certainly within the airline industry. And I know within the military community, because my son's in the military, he's in the Marine Corps, I know that to be the same thing. And I know that, you know, corporate charter pilots, there are big communities um, beyond just the pilot group. And I'm going to cover more on reaching out as part of this series. So stay tuned and listen to the upcoming episodes. But the first thing you have to absolutely do is get clear on your own thoughts. Now, here's something that I want you to really remember. Most of us haven't done a lot of brain work. We haven't done a lot of studies on how the brain actually functions. We tend to believe that our thoughts are who we are. And we also tend to believe that our thoughts are always true. But in reality, thoughts are just sentences that run through the brain. That's all. Are they all true? 
No, we know that they're not. How many times have you had a thought about something and then later laughed and thought, well, that was silly because it's not true, but it's a thought that you had at the time. Thoughts are the language of the brain. And when you learn how to corral and manage your thoughts, I'm going to promise you something. You will live the happiest life possible. You're going to live a life of freedom and joy. Now, thoughts, those sentences of the brain, create feelings. And just like thoughts are the um, sentences of the brain, right? That's exactly what they are. They are um, that experience within the brain. Feelings are the language of the body. So thoughts are the language of the brain. That was what I was trying to say. And feelings are the language of the body. Now, I think you know what I mean about that, right? Thoughts, language of the brain. That's thoughts are what those sentences that run through our brain, but feelings and emotions are what we experience in the body. So again, I want you to pause and think about it. Where do you feel something? When you have a thought and it creates a feeling, where do you feel it? Most of the time you can come up with it. Maybe you're a gut feeler, like you feel things in the stomach. Um, you know, I've, I, got, I felt like I was punched in the stomach. That's because the feeling that we have affects us in the stomach. Maybe you're someone who feels everything in the heart, like your heart actually almost feels a pain. Maybe you get that clenching in your neck or that stiffening of your shoulders and your back. So where is it that you feel and experience emotions and feelings? We begin to train our brain through our past experiences, starting when we're very, very small. If you've ever been alone before or had a bad holiday, thinking then that this holiday is going to be bad because of XYZ going on, they're flying or this or whatever, you're working, whatever it is, those thoughts that come up begin to uh, you know, fulfill themselves in our mind. And then we begin to reflect back on other bad experiences we've had during holidays. And we can project this into many different things, whether it's, you know, the pilot flying, um, whether it's time that we have to spend with our in-laws or our own family or something in that holiday experience that maybe in the past has created some turmoil. And so often we drag that into our future when we find out, oh my gosh, I'm spending, you know, the holidays with the family again. Oh, it's going to be awful. You know, Susie Q and I never get along and she always, um, you know, ridicules my kids or trash talks this or whatever it is. We begin to make up a story of something that's happened in the past. And the reality of it is we like to project it into the, this future holiday. But imagine how freeing it might be for you if you begin to let that go. See, emotions and feelings are like dopamine, and we tend to get addicted to the hit of dopamine. And the reality of it is, as much as we like to think it's not true, we can get addicted to those negative hits of dopamine, those bad experiences that come up, those negative feelings that create a default reaction. And we go into often um, some negative thoughts and feelings, that negative spiral of self-righteousness, or we fall into victim mode and this is what's going to happen. And this is what she says. And, you know, my husband never defends me. And there's always a big family fight and we can default to all of that. And in the reality, what we're saying is this is how it's always been. And this is how it's going to be. So we have a thought, we feel the emotions of it. We relive the bad past experiences 
or we currently experience a projection into the future when a thought we're having causes us to think and feel an experience that's not even happened yet. And I think you probably know what I mean. You visualize the negative scenario. Have you ever had that situation where you've got to confront somebody or something's happened and you're visualizing when you call them and you say this, and then they're going to say this back to you. And then you're going to say this, and then they're going to react this way. And you go through this whole scenario in your mind and make up this whole scene and situation. And often, if you just actually follow through and you manage your thoughts, you manage your emotions, you take my 24-hour rule and sit on something and calm yourself down and then approach the situation, very often it's diffused and it doesn't turn out anything like you thought it was going to. See, all of these describe habits. And this is why I became a peak performance habits coach, because I was able to look back on my own negative thinking, my own past experiences that I began to build negative thoughts around, project into the future, fall into the victim mode, and habitually relive those over and over again. But then as I wanted to get out of the muck, get off of the struggle bus and create a happier life for myself and my family, and I begin to spend time doing the work to really manage my thoughts, I realized that all of this was a choice for me. These were all situations that I had the ability to change. And I don't want to pretend like it's always easy because it's not always easy. But I will tell you this, it's always worth it. We all have habits, good and bad. But the challenge is, is that many of those habits that we have are in the quote unquote bad category, or if you don't want to use that word, they're habits that don't serve us. And when we understand and make the decision that we don't have to allow those bad habits to remain as part of our psyche and part of our, you know, autopilot syndrome, that's when everything changes. We think somewhere between 60 and 80,000 thoughts a day. 90% of those thoughts are typically repetitive or habitual, and 80 to 90% of those fall into the negative category. They don't serve us in the way that we want to be served. We think something, okay, those sentences in the brain, we have that thought, we feel the same old familiar emotions, and then we act the same way that we have in the past. We get sullen, we get withdrawn, we silently blame the pilot or others around us for causing this feeling that we know we're going to experience, that it's trashed our holidays. We fall into that mode um, and we think, you know, they're selfish in their career choice and why don't they just change and do something different or why does it have to be this way, et cetera. And if we're not careful, this will create a negative spin cycle that we will default to over and over and over again. We will begin to anticipate every upcoming holiday with dread and fear that it's just going to be more of the same. So today, what I want to leave you with, and remember, this is a series, so come back to it. Today, I want to, you to think about the thoughts that you have right now about the upcoming holiday. Now, you know, if you've listened to my show before, I'm a big journaler. So I'm going to recommend that you get a notebook and you write on the top, Pilot Wife Podcast, Thought Work, Journaling, whatever you want to call it, but get that out. And I want you to use that. And today, I want you to think about the thoughts that you have right now about the upcoming holiday. 
And I say thoughts, plural, because often I call it, you know, the, the, the brain dump, right? Where you just literally write and write and write fragmented sentences, loose thoughts, not cohesive in any way. It doesn't matter. The idea is for you to get this out of your being, if you will, get it out onto a piece of paper where you can then begin to look at it from a curious, aware mind that says, these are just thoughts. These are not who I am. They're not predicting the future. They certainly don't have to. And I'm going to begin to look at these and dissect these and decide what serves me and what doesn't. I like to look at thoughts as like putting food on the plate, right? Let's say that your desire is to create a happy, healthy body. Maybe it's to release some weight, um, to live optimally, to be functional and to, and to be high functioning, a peak performer through your nutrition. So you're going to put everything on that plate and then you're going to be able to sort through. You're going to look at that plate and look what you've put on there and say, which of these items don't serve the self-image that I want to step into as that high functioning, well-fed, well-nourished, um, fit toned body and person which of these items on this food plate don't serve that. And we're going to get rid of those. And then we're going to look at what's left and decide from that, if we're going to continue to feed our body with that so that it's well-nourished and fed. And if not, what new items do we need to put on that plate? We're going to do the exact same thing with our thinking. We're going to get all these thoughts out of our body and onto paper. And then we're going to, look at those and say, these are just thoughts. These are sentences in my brain and they are not who I am. And I have the choice whether to keep these thoughts or release them. And then for each thought that you decide, this does not serve me. This does not serve the self-image I have for myself or who I want to be and show up as, how can I flip this thought and think something different? So if the thought is, the holidays are going to suck without the pilot here. How can you shift that to say, I am going to have the most magical holiday that I'm able to right now here in this year, which currently is 2022. That's the thought that you're going to shift to. And then you're going to let your brain go to work, finding proof for how you can make that happen. Who can you reach out to? Where can you travel to? How can you spend that holiday, not necessarily just alone, but with others who might not be the person you most want to be with, but who you can still find joy with and have a great time and then celebrate the holiday a second time with that person? And how magical is that? There's no rule that says the holiday is only one day and must be celebrated on that day. There's no written law that says that. So how can you shift that thought to that? and? Sometimes you can make the decision to spend that day all by yourself and find true joy in that. Give yourself the greatest gift in that. I did that a few years ago at Thanksgiving. Everybody was off on their own little thing and I was by myself. And it was literally a magical holiday because I made the decision not to look at it, that I was isolated and alone and unable to be with anyone to celebrate but the, I was going to take that as a gift to give to myself, to take a nice long walk and go for a hike where I was surrounded by other people. Because Thanksgiving, certainly in Scottsdale, is a time that's a lot of hiking goes on in the morning. So there's no reason why you have to hike alone. 
And then I came home and I took a beautiful, long, hot, luxurious bath. And I had my dog here with me and I cooked because I love to cook. So I don't have to have other people around me to have the desire to cook and enjoy good, solid food. And then I remember sitting out and watching the sunset and enjoying myself. And then I, I remember just relishing the evening and I put up some Christmas lights and just sat there with the lights glowing and just felt gratitude for all the things that I did have. I didn't choose to deflect and default to thinking of what I didn't have because I knew what was going to happen the next day. The pilot was coming home. I was making a beautiful Thanksgiving dinner, which actually partially consisted of leftovers because I went ahead and cooked it on Thanksgiving day and enjoyed a little of it myself. But then I got to fully enjoy the next day. We had our beautiful Thanksgiving dinner and it didn't feel any different to me. In fact, I felt like I got a bonus Thanksgiving day. So think about the thoughts you have right now and think about past holiday experiences you've had that maybe weren't so positive. Decide for yourself if you're projecting those into your now, if you're bringing those into the future and if you need to be, and what can be those better thoughts that you can have to create a very positive experience today on the actual holiday, on the actual day that you celebrate as the holiday and on into this entire upcoming holiday season. Now, I recently found out my daughter dropped some news on me that she's actually not going to be home with us this Christmas. She's going to London. And I'm excited for her. And I'll be honest, I was very sad for me because this will be the first Christmas that she will not have spent with us. And at 27 years old, I feel very grateful for that. Here's the thing. I knew that ultimately that day was going to come. I just didn't think it was going to be this year, but it is. And so I have two options. I can focus on that and think about how it's going to trash my holidays. And I can just decide to be Christmas with the cranks and just ignore the holidays, skip Christmas, not have a good time, not do all the things that I typically do. Or I can be excited for her that she's going to have a whole brand new, exciting holiday experience. And I can decide that I'm going to have a whole brand new holiday experience too. And I can right now begin to plan for things that we can do to celebrate the holiday before the actual day itself, or those things that we can do once she gets home and celebrate those. And then I can go ahead and anticipate and plan what I'm going to do for the actual holidays, just like I always would before. I have the last six years or so I've hosted a Christmas Eve open house for my neighbors and airline family and any extended people who, you know, are here in the city, don't have family in or do have family in and want to bring them. We've had some of the best holidays ever um, at these parties that we have on Christmas Eve. So I've already decided I'm going to have a charcuterie board theme. I'm going to do a, a several, I'm going to probably do three different charcuterie boards, boards that are going to have a different theme on each one. And I'm going to make our same plan. Then for Christmas Eve, invite everybody, have those make it easy for myself. I love charcuterie boards. Those are those things you can get ready ahead of time. I'm planning out each one and it's not going to take a ton of prep. And even if it does, I don't care because I love to cook and I love to entertain. And that's fun for me. And I put on holiday music and I have all the Christmas lights going and I make the most of it. And then I'll have our typical plan for Christmas day. I don't do a whole lot Christmas day. My big deal is Christmas Eve. So Christmas day, we um, sometimes go to brunch at my neighbor's. If that invitation comes, we'll do that. 
Very often we go see a movie. So we'll find a new movie that's launching. We'll go do that. Um, possibly I will drive down and spin it with my parents. I don't typically spend Christmas day with them because it's a bit of a drive and, you know, for various reasons, but maybe we'll do that this year. But whatever happens, I am going to absolutely enjoy the most amazing holiday season starting right now today, all the way through to the holiday, past the holiday. And I'm going to be able to look back and say, wow, it wasn't how I thought it was going to be, but it was still great. And now I've created a new memory. My daughter's created a new memory. Our family's created a new memory. And that leaves me open to the possibility of change and having different things happen year after year after year, but I don't have to let that derail my fabulous holiday season. So if you have any questions or comments, I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear any traditions you have. Again, you can go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. You'll see the form there. There's a little recording app. You can send me a message. I would love to hear from you. And I wish you the most joyous holiday season now and all the way through well into the new year. Stay tuned. There's more coming on the Pilot Wife Holiday Survival Series. Do you ever find yourself on the struggle bus with relationships, career, or life in general? I'm a mindset and peak performance coach helping women rediscover their own sense of identity and purpose, avoid turbulence, and put their own oxygen mask on first. Together, we work to get you out of autopilot and create a better flight plan for life and relationship success. As a pilot wife for over 30 years, I've navigated thousands of miles and moments in aviation, mommyhood, business, and life in general. I would love to offer you a free call to see if I might be able to help you too. You can go to coach.pilotwifepodcast.com. And if you have a topic suggestion or a story to share on the show, go to ask.pilotwifepodcast.com. And of course, you'll find all of this at resources.pilotwifepodcast.com. Please take a moment to review and rate the show on whatever your favorite podcast app is. This helps the show get found by others who need what we have here. And you might win some fun swag for your troubles. I'll see you on the journey. And thanks for listening. <laughs>